Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 258. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Remember that your charge from Thranduil was he wanted you to find out about the Society of Shadow and like whether it was yeah. something worthwhile and everything like that. Thranduil never said to you, bring me the Book of Riss. That no. was your task. But he'd be really happy if we did. Yes. Or got some information from it. Or... Right. But it's also completely legitimate to return to Thranduil with the news these people are not workable with. Look, we need to have to highlight goal last. We need to send a sentry there. Let me rephrase this. We need to send an army there to get these human squatters out of our forest. <laughs> and set up a new Elvish forest. Renew. Yeah. Double thing, it needs help. Well, if we could just do any other knowledge exchange with the researchers, too, we could probably get some useful information. It doesn't have to be specifically the Book of Risk, but that was what you started with the negotiations, so. Yeah, I forgot exactly what we were after. So. Yes, which is why I was reminding you. I appreciate that. Like, Sure, if you brought the Book of Risk to Thranduil, he would be thrilled. You can, you know, accelerate his plans. It's a big game, for sure. But they may have other things if we're trying to... But so far we've already made some negotiations, so... Yep. We'll show them the ways of the forest. Alright, you've finished your conversation with Ganon, and then the mists roll in for the night. It becomes very foggy. Okay. Do they have problems with undead attacks? Uh, Ganon will say dismissively that sometimes their experiments may rouse sleeping undead from time to time. What of it? We didn't think they were literally experimenting on undead. We knew they had the book. His words do not imply that they directly were raising undead. Okay. He His words imply that oh. magic they do I see, I has see. a side effect. Okay, which that is relatively normal. That's less creepy than like, oh yeah, they're, they're working with that. Okay, never mind. But he is very dismissive of it. As though they are not a threat to them here. Yeah. Well, we know they can start fires. That is very true. When you live in a forest, fire is an ever-present concern. So I hope you're well aware of He says that folks like Donella over there, and he points at the, the woman who has like the big club type thing, quickly managed to put down any sacks of bones that wander this way. Sure. Bones and rotting flesh can be smashed with the mace, but how do you deal with a ghost? Lightning. That's a good answer. <laughs> Does that work on skeletons, too? I would think smashing would be better, but... Uh, if you get in a good enough blast, such that you, like, knock them, like, send them flying, then they can shatter. Okay, so they're not especially susceptible to it, though. Perhaps. No more so than a living being, which is considerably susceptible I didn't know if there's uh, something with across the magics. Well, there's much about human magic that I expect elves don't understand. You would expect that. And is lightning magic taught at Alduin? No. Those stodgy folks are set in their way, only teaching what was decreed acceptable back in the 
the day. Lightning is considered not acceptable? We are not speaking of bolts that come from storm clouds. No, the magic. I knew there was stuff that was... It was just like... Seems that Alduin has a lot of rules. Alduin, they are very limited in what they are willing to try. We here in the Society of Shadow, we dance between the dark and the light. We retain our humanity as we seek that mystical balance. Now he is kind of... He's like getting wistful. Starry-eyed, kind of, like, philosophical. Well, lightning magic would... Or lightning spells would just surprise me if that was something that was considered forbidden. By the it's nature. considered too chaotic compared to, like, fire. It's exactly. not the effect that is present in our material world that is an issue, but the manner in which one calls it to mastery. There's different ways of doing that from what they teach in Alduin? Yes, I just told you they don't teach this there. So it is the way in which you're accessing the, what was the ether? Is that... The ethereum. Ethereum is the term Katjen used. That is different, that is considered what is acceptable at Alduin versus isn't. It's not the effect, it's the... It's the pathway that the power courses through that those in Alduin believe corrupts in some way, they are wrong. It's the weak will of necromancers that, that leave them bound to their lich overlords. It's nothing inherent with the magic. Are there any among your number who... Proved to have too weak a will? They are not among my number now. But there have been from time to time, presumably. Much like there are those who are too weak a will at Alduin. Dropouts are a thing that all societies must face. Culling the weak. Is that not how nature works? There is a regular cycle of things. Indeed. What kind of check would I have to make to ask him about what the difference is? If he can describe... Because Hepa really wants to know these things. Yeah, but Hepa doesn't have any... Hepa's understanding of human magic is extremely fragmented. Yeah, that's why she needs to... And he's to... not going to give you a year-long course in it right now. Right. So if even if he can just describe the differences... I mean, knowing that Hepa may not have all of the information, but it still can add to her... Even hearing how people talk about it differently. She's not... All... She may not get very often the opportunity to hear what somebody who does forbidden magic, how they describe this stuff. So this is her opportunity just to hear what is different to help narrow in on that. I don't know what more I can tell you than what I have already told you. Okay, so... It is spoken about how the energy goes through different channels. Mm -hmm. There's a limit to how much magical philosophy, like, actually exists here. Right. His point is that he is doing magic in some manner that is different from what the textbook magic so is. So he but kind he, of he claims that the music, He claims that the fundamental source of the energy is still the ethereum. Right. The technique is different. And it lends itself to producing different effects. But did he really go into Did he describe anything? He does anything? not take out a chalkboard. No, no, no. I'm just trying to get if he described anything that kind of gives a sense of what might be a little different. Like, I may not know... Stone working, for example, no idea, but I, if somebody was like, yeah, it's kind of a push instead of a pull, I could tuck that away, and the next time I learn more, I could just be like, okay, now I understand a little more. These are techniques that he's learned over, like, decades of work. He cannot right. explain in a way that a kindergartner would understand the fundamental difference between these types of things. There is no short answer to that question. 
So then if she were to ask it, that would be what he says, or I can tell from what he's saying. Because it seemed like he was kind of getting philosophical about it or like poetic about it, which is still information that I think is useful to Hepa. Then I think that's what she gets out of this. Okay. The mists have rolled in and the camp is winding down for the night. Yep. You are bunking down for the night. Are you guys simply going to sleep after you do your nightly map updates and what have you? Or are you doing anything sneaky during the night? Trick's not planning anything sneaky this night. So I'm not really clear on our access to the camp. Are we camping outside? Could we walk around and chat I assume we're with in people? The camp. Or you cannot you... chat with people because the camp is shutting down for the night. Like okay, people everything... are going to sleep and everything like that. Like, yes, you can wander between buildings. You can't really just barge into people's huts. Right, 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 right. But in terms of social interaction, we've handled that for the night, and that is done for the night. Okay, yeah. So, but we're basically, are we guests in the camp, or...? You are welcome to put your bedrolls at a fireside. Okay. Ulf will be sleeping near you guys, as his reputation is on the line with you guys in the camp. But you are capable of having private conversations without Ulf listening in. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it would be better for us to camp here or just find a place in the forest. We can camp here if you want to have a private conversation. I think we step outside camp. I mean, so far they haven't robbed us. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I gave him all the supplies. Oh. And information, That right? was a present. I know. For all we know, they don't actually attack the caravans. They just negotiate. They just constantly threaten to attack caravans. Just, you know. Unsuspecting travelers. Just shake them down. Yeah. <laughs> you send a few lightning bolts to give you their goods. Nobody needs to get hurt. So, if Hefa wants to have a private conversation, we can step away and do that. I think we can just discuss later when we're on our own in the woods. Right. When it's not at nighttime. Because if we're not in the middle of the woods here at nighttime, probably going to encounter something. So, Trick is going to sleep unless Hepa takes an action. I guess we'll just see where it goes. Cool. I don't know if it's Hepa or if it's Lex. Because in my mind, if if I were in this situation, I'd be like, do we think they're going to actually succeed on the caravan? Are we going to have a chance to get the book of risk? And they succeed or not against the caravan is kind of immaterial in terms of getting the book. They get shredded, and that's really not our problem. Okay, and they didn't agree to hand the book over no, to you. to let us see it and copy some things. Okay. I guess they've been in this forest for a while, so apparently they've got a system for reading. So I presume they're not sending every single one of their people to do this. Sounded like not all their people were even suited yeah. for it. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, update my map. Alright, the next day, you're going to make a survival check to share Elvish roads. Yes. Do you want to work together on that? That's probably wise. Average? Yep. Are you increasing the difficulty? There is a black thigh applied, actually, because you're trying to show humans these things. And they're just not seeing the same things. Yeah, and then there's also the GM is upgrading, because there's the potential here that uh, Wozes may see what's going on and may take exception to what you're doing. Look, these were Elvish roads. Not woes, woesish roses. Woesish roses. You know, you told roses, you would check to see what these hands were up to, and now you're sharing elvish secrets with them. Again, not woes secrets, elvish secrets. They're just using it to attack each other. <laughs> Look, the elves take these roads specifically because it does the least damage to the forest. You want them tromping around in the middle of nowhere? All right, well, I have failure with three advantages. Okay. 
whatever roads that they wanted were not finding or they're not here. Trick knows like he's he's having a hard time finding all the roads here. Or like they're not quite the right place. But he's going to blame the humans for not being able to see all the right <laughs> places to step. They're like, look, I'm showing you the places where the roads are. It is not my fault if you cannot tread that way. Okay. So if you'd like a deception check. You got three advantages yes. on the roll. I don't think you need a deception check. I think we can say the advantages are. But they like, can't. Like it's not. Even this works out great then. The the advantages are that they believe that there is something inherently elvishy magical about the pathways that they cannot use them. The woozes are actually shifting things as yeah, they go through. It's like they have to like hustle occasionally. To them, it's a lot of bushwhacking. For elves, it's just a lot. Of... So essentially, you have done what you said you would do. You yes. have showed them the roots. They have like marked these roots that you supposedly showed them. It's not uh, our fault they don't have otherworldly grace to yeah. get through the forest. Uh, yeah, that actually works out super great then. However, a woes snags you. That's very unusual. Would you like me to make some sort of check to not like yelp out? Yes. You may make a cool check. Three purples. Yeah, I feel like I was definitely not expecting a, a woes to move. Success with a threat. I'll take a strain for sure. Okay. So it, it's like, you know, like the crook yanks you off the side there. Oh, hey. Because the woes wants a report on what you saw since you went close to the humans. I am happy to do so. I'm speaking like kind of quietly. Uh, there are humans living here. I do not believe they are a threat to the forest. They do occasionally disturb undead, but they do not themselves create nor seek to control as such. There's a, a creaking grumble from the woes. Please understand, at, for humans, this is an incredible at, at you, reach. You're quibbling. If... If a tree's roots grew to where undead were and disturbed them, is that the tree's fault? Suppose there was no woes to guard them. The difference between a tree's roots and a human's magical experiments is, is a wide valley. Please forgive me, I don't understand your ways. <laughs> undead are really tasty for trees, because they yeah, have all that. Yeah, so many nutrients. But I will, I will confirm that these humans are not really a threat to the forest. I have not even seen them chop. A minimal amount of firewood. <laughs> we don't even know how they're staying warm. <laughs> you need a social check on this woes, because these woes already didn't think the humans were a threat to the trees. Yeah. They are more concerned about the corruption. I, yeah, and I think Trick can say, I did not see any corruption. We did not encounter any undead there. And from what they said, when they do, they do stir up undead. They deal with it immediately. So the question is maybe what the Woes is asking is whether or not they're adding to the corruption of the magic or the oh. fae by, with what they're doing, which I don't know if we know that or not. I don't yeah. know what you think about it, but that would be like, was it already corrupted or are they making it worse with the way they're doing? Trick's assessment is like, they're breaking human rules, not but not dabbling in necromancy. That is Trick's understanding of it. So you don't think you're rolling deception? I don't think so. I was thinking this is John. Do you feel like the, oh, he did say, oh, walking the line. Here's the thing. Trick doesn't want to lie to the woes. So I think Trick could even share. They're like, they claim they walk the line, but that they are not necromancers. And when any of them have fallen, which has happened, because they're humans and it's going to happen, they dealt with them, or at least at a minimum exiled them. Okay. 
You can make this a charm check because you are being forthright and you are telling the Wozes all the yeah. things you learned. However, you are getting two black dice on this because what you are telling the Wozes from their perspective is that these humans are responsible for stuff. Because their experiments that stir up the undead, like to a Woz, that sounds like they must be doing something. I understand Trick doesn't understand yeah. all the natures of this magic, but... Blue Wozes are cool. I have only one black die of removal. Okay. half elf. Yeah, and I think Trick is Trick is better understanding what they're... Trick will only say, like, I don't know, maybe because they disturb them in little pieces and then blast them away, they're slowly removing the corruption. I don't know if that's true. Okay. I mean, I would help a Woes attack a caravan. I don't know if yeah, they totally. do that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on this goes, maybe Trick will... Ooh, maybe Trick will call in a favor with the Woeses. We'll see. One success. Three threats. One despair. One triumph. I think the woes gets across to you that what you have described to them sounds like these people, are con- these humans, are contributing to the corruption. Okay. Although the woes does not hold it against you that you didn't understand that. You are a, a seedling, barely sprouted. Maybe that's why it's forbidden. Although maybe all magic is damaging. All magic is inherently corrupting. Not fey magic. Because it goes through proper channels. But when you reach in and just rip it out... Yeah. Okay. That is informative for Trick. Whatever line these humans claim to be finally walking is an illusion. It's either an illusion, or it's a moving target, or, like, it depends on something other... Like, it's not a simple thing. Like, if it were a simple thing of this is good and this is bad, you wouldn't have all these people who are constantly like trying to be like, no, I can do the middle, right? If it was clear cut, it wouldn't be controversial. Right. So the woes is saying like, oh, they're doing something and we can feel corruption growing. Like that is a measure of whatever, like not necessarily everything they're doing is doing it. Right. But some things that they're doing it is. There are three threats on this roll. There's a lot of threats. There's a lot of, there's a despair. The woes would really like your How can I make this right? With this matter. Yeah. <laughs> Trick realizes, like, okay, he... Trick feels is now, like, he was taken in by this guy. Like, he didn't realize how, just how smooth-talking Gain it was. He could tell he was having a hard time negotiating with him, but, like, he keeps his he keeps his <laughs> thing secret. You couldn't tell how smooth-talking he was because you wouldn't let him get a word in edgewise. Yep. <laughs> he let me do all the talking, which is a dangerous thing to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Trick is, like, how can I make this right? I apologize, your forest has been without its sentry, which I'm sure was promised to you. I will speak to the High Lord Volas as soon as I return to ask for a new sentry be posted. But is there something I can do to stop or slow their progress that you know of? You have said you are not like Isthiniel. I am not. I am an elf of action. Will you join the Wozes? To do what? To move against the To humans? crush this menace. Be like with a despair and three threats. Is your goal to crush them or to remove them from these woes? Or those are the that, same that's, okay, Yeah, okay. I mean, those are equivalent things to the woes. Like, they're not like, no, we specifically want to smash their bones. No. It's kind of like, you have verified, like, this is a source of a problem. Like, I don't want it to seem like woes require elvish leadership to get anything done. No, no, no. But... No. Elves are far more hasty than Woses are. Yes. Like, and elves help prod Woses to action. 
Trick will say they are planning to move against a human caravan that will be passing through very soon. With, I guess <laughs> within a sunrise or two, which is practically next second. We have to act right now. That will involve most of their, their strongest fighters and mages. The human caravan is well-equipped, but not well-equipped enough. But if we, essentially, they're going to be attacked from the edge of the forest, I will certainly. We can give them a push out right there between a grand army of woes, elf, and... I'm thinking of, like, in Macbeth, where, like, they take the fake forest with them. But, like, I'm picturing, like, these guys all, the mages, they all think the forest goes to the edge, and then the trees all just, like, step step away. Yeah. And they're, like, totally exposed. Uh, yes. That might be the place to take out as many of them. And then they will be sufficiently weakened. That you can just overgrow. That you could, yes, you could literally just overgrow them. Well, if you cut off their supply lines. I and, don't know if Peppa's in this, though, but that's the yeah. other thing. If we can cut off their supply lines, then they might go somewhere else. Peppa, you can certainly be continuing, like, your conversations and stuff because they have, like, agreed to discuss some pages of the book. And things oh, like that. Yeah. So I would like a knowledge lore check from you, and I would also like a knowledge forbidden check from you, which I understand you have no ranks in, but right. I would like both those rolls at three purples difficulty. Okay. Make them both, see how they pan out, and then we can see whether there's anything like further that you can glean from this whole situation. Okay. And this this kind of like covers the knowledge sharing that you guys get out of your road negotiation because like you are kind of talking with mages as you are. Yeah, no, no, it's Hepa. She's asking questions. <laughs> she doesn't care if she might not understand the answer. She will ask the questions. Um, how how many story points do we have? You have story points available. He's saying the story point. Go for it. So it can only apply to one of the roles. Yeah, I'm gonna try it on the forbidden lore just because. Forbidden lore. Do it yeah. first. Yeah, I'm gonna start with regular lore first. Succeed, triumph, and an advantage. So you could use that triumph as an upgrade on the forbidden check. Right. In addition to spending this story point. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so the lore succeeded with one advantage. Now roll the forbidden one so I know what the outcome is of both of them. Okay. And you can also, you had advantage on the lore check, so you can also put a blue die on this roll. That sounds like a plan. So I did succeed because a triumph counts as a success with an advantage. Okay. So in the lore check, you consume the triumph power to help your forbidden check. Right. Your forbidden check has a triumph on it. Right. So... Maybe I'll finally have the... Now I have the answer at least to the question of, is it just necromancy? And it's not. You have the answer to the question, is it just necromancy? And the answer to that question is yes. Magic that produces necromantic effects, Uh that is what is considered forbidden to human mages. Okay. These folks here, the things that they are talking about, you get the same, like, realizations that the Wozes talked with Trick about, which is that there is not one clear-cut line of what is okay and what is not okay, and that the things that, like, collectively fall on the not-okay side... Mm-hmm. of this wavy line are all things that contribute to necromancy. Okay. So, okay. So now I'm thinking of it as like they're puncturing and if they're not doing it cleanly, then necromancy is sort of the effect. Whereas the Alduin stuff is probably more clean, more sanitized. Whereas fey magic isn't puncturing at all. 
Fey magic is a completely separate thing. Yeah. You still don't know whether the pool of energy is the same thing, is right? Is the same ultimate but pool of energy? That's maybe I don't know if that makes sense, but the way I'm thinking about it is stuff that's forbidden is actually the technique is not as clean, so you're That's a way of looking so at it. So it's that's necromancy is going to be a is a byproduct of it, and that's the it's problem. It's definitely a byproduct of whatever experiments they're doing. Right. You kind of gather from your conversations with them and looking at the Book of Rest and discussing it and everything. Their view of necromancers is, like he implied before, is very derogatory. Right. They are not seeking unending life. Right. That is the goal of most necromancers. Lichdom is undeath which is perpetual life in a certain sense. Right. They are not seeking that. They are seeking power and like understanding and all those things, and they think that they can reach some greater insight than standard mages can. Right. But a lot of what they do has side effects that create undead issues. So just because they're not seeking to become liches themselves doesn't mean they're not doing things that are problematic. Yeah, so since I can't sense it, it may not be a... I haven't successfully sensed it yet. It may not be a question I can ask now, but are they polluting fey energy? Is that what they're doing in the world? That is a reasonable thing for you to assume. Okay. You haven't felt it directly yourself, but that is a question that you could like take back to like Fenomen. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely like a perspective that you could put together at this point, given that woes are, are upset by something. You know the dapper ink cap has like ties to necromancy and it actually like suffocates woes. Right. So so pollution of fey energy might be like what produces undead. Yeah. Like, so I don't know for sure if the regular accepted human magic does that. But I yeah. know whatever they're doing is it's possible probably doing something. It's possible that regular human magic does the same thing, but with much smaller emissions. Right. You know, like, regular human magic at least has a catalytic converter. Right. Whereas, like, necromancy is an old junker with leaded gas. Okay. So that may be a question that I put as a polluting fate energy, which may be a question of if it's actually causing damage to the Wozes would be how you would know. You just go around taking Wozes' temperatures everywhere you go. Well, they seem to be good at sensing stuff. It could be just like, is this, does this yeah. seem unhealthy they, to you? Their toes are... You can smell out. smog, right? So maybe they... That's true. That may be a question I can ask them and see if that's... Well, one thing I like about that concept is that at least gives Hepa some sort of a compass for how she feels about forbidden magic. Like before, it's like, well, it, but it, it gives her it gives her grounding of it's actually a threat to. It, it sounds us. like it is a threat to the elvish sphere. Right, not something she can take back to her father. Okay. So I don't know how even how useful the book information will be, but we can pull it in there at least if we know what they're trying to do. Well, and you have some of these concepts now, so like when you go back and you like read the Lay of Greta more, which yeah. is one of these things that Hepa's like. Works on her map until it's really late at night, and then she's like, "Oh, I meant to study that." <laughs> the and then, like falls asleep trying to read it again. Yeah, you know that that it is concealing information pertaining to forbidden magic. Maybe we at least can get a little bit of information about what this book is meant to be. It could that be a warning. 
from the perspective of these mages, that book is not a warning. Yeah. That, that book is a valuable tome. A recipe. Given that various other things, like the, the works of Krillinu, are hoarded and kept away from the light of day by those who don't fully understand them. So there's like name dropping of other mages, human mages in history, who knew a thing or two about this subject. Okay. So I can make notes of those things yeah. so that I can be like, maybe we can cross-reference it or maybe Daddy has something on that. Yes. Now, is there a, a chance for me to get like any little bit of dirt? Like, do they have a thing between them and the, the House of Light? Is there a thing between that? Or maybe I shouldn't mention it. Like a romance? <laughs> no, no. Like, it sounds like kind of like we read their library, they read ours. You know, like oh. that's the thing is like I kind of get the sense and maybe, you know, maybe Hepa doesn't really care about that. Maybe it's just Lex is like, do they have like a standing rivalry or something? Or it's like a hatred or a clash among their... Maybe what she could... The, what's the Society of Shadow you gather is dismissive of like all other mages. Okay. Like necromancers... They're crap. Alduin trained, crap. Like, and that includes mages who end up in the House of Light. They were trained in Alduin, and they chose the path of white magic. Okay, so the Society of Shadows is not all forbidden stuff. They They're... describe themselves as dancing the line between light and dark. They don't restrict themselves to only dark magics, which necromancers are mainly interested in dark magics. Okay, that is a distinction. That's good for me. I don't know if Hepa figured that out, but... Okay, so this comprises the entire of Society of Shadows in this camp. Yes. Okay, okay, it's not like they're... a chapter or whatever? No, okay. Okay. They're... Yeah, you're, you're right. There's not they're chapters. Groups. So the way I would think of it is they're like a group of scientists that, you know, maybe are less constrained by... They're not trying to build an atomic bomb, but they are working with radiation. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, from their perspective, polluting the fey energy probably, and I'm going to do that in quotes, probably isn't like a, a so. Not even a thing they would consider. Yeah, yeah, so would like that's not they, a They wouldn't thing. have a concept they were doing it, and even if you told them they were doing it, which, I don't know, would Hepa tell them? Or is Hepa like mulling these things over for herself? Because if you tell them, then I will tell you what their response to that is. No, I think that she knows enough. She may be ignorant, but I think she knows she's ignorant enough to know that she doesn't know if she should broach it. So she okay. will ask Trick. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, because they had already expressed that, yeah, it stirs up stuff. So they obviously know that there's something happening there. Like, I don't know that they would even think it's a bad thing if they were, like, polluting fey energy. I'm like, oh, no, I'm screwing up some psychic energy in the world. Right. In a small scale, how do, you know, as far it's, as I it's know. It's not a thing that is real to them. So it's not like they're actively thinking, yes, we're going to hose the elves or whatever. But I don't know. I think what Hepa doesn't want to do is put in their head that they're going to, that we may be a threat while we're in the middle of their camp. Right. She is more cautious than that, yeah. Um, you do also gather from them that while they are the Society of Shadow now, there used to be like an actual like guild Okay. back in the days. But after uh, Helichrom's death, the whole guild kind of fell apart, and uh, the Society of Shadow is like what remained behind. Okay. So okay. It's, a, it's another name drop of like you know somebody that may show up in other researches or maybe on a map for it one day. Like yeah. Just she, bunches she of may... names are coming at you, and Hepa's scribbling them all down. Yeah, she is. Okay, that's good to know because that at least I mean, if there was one bit of information that's valuable, it's to know that this comprises the whole Society of Shadows. Yep. Moses. 
just focus right here. I mean, unless there was like an offshoot group or like other Alduin mages, but I was, I for some reason thought there would be like chapters and this guy was like the leader of this local group or whatever, so. There could always be scattered, isolated mages, but this is the only organized group. Yeah. So that's some stuff I can tell. Trick. Okay. I believe we have dispersed a triumph's worth of information. Oh, no, that was great. Thank you. That answers so many questions I had about what Hepa had questions about. (laughs) Okay. So, Trick saunters back onto the group. Um, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure before Trick leaves that the Wozes are like in on this ambush at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I think that's all Trick needed to ensure. I feel like that's the triumph that the Wozes will have the ability to activate and get over there. Yep. It's kind of like, stuff's going to go down tomorrow, so the wolves are going to start moving now. Like, yep. that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, Trick saunters back. I feel like he really needs a cool check. Yep. Because he's uh, been imparted with certain information. Yeah, we'll do um, yeah, we'll... two purples and a red, but I'm going to upgrade so it's a purple and two reds. Oh, boy. Two successes and an advantage. I will work some string back. You know what? This is at least clear. <laughs> Uh, you know what, I'll second wind at the same time, have a snack. Oh, almost before, like, Trick even makes it back, he will send me to warn uh, the beard. You will scribble stuff. Yes. It has to be, like, a super short message. Yeah, and, like, it is, like and Trick knows, like, oh, they're going to attack tomorrow night or whatever. Do we know that yet? I think it's a daytime thing. Okay, it is a daytime thing. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of, like, tomorrow morning. Okay, yeah, I think Trick would say, like... Ambush tomorrow morning will help from the trees. Lightning mages for real, yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, magic ambush at sunrise. That's a good one. Okay. Will, good will help from trees. Trick will just say, trees will help, even. Okay. And on the back, please pay mate one peanut. All right. And he will... Trick will pull out, like, the bit of the beard's beard that we still have. <laughs> the tuft of red hair. I'm like, just a message for the beard. Message. And he'll tie the little thing around him. You have such a macabre. Like, you're it like, was oh, yeah. added to the nest. I know. I'm just thinking about how you just pull out dead mice and beard hair. Okay. Yeah, and I think, like, what's the... Like, we've had Trick say... Or not, we've had Mate say forest fire. That's not quite the right thing. But we could have him say fire. Well... That would get someone's attention. The thing is that when Mate has delivered messages for you, he's pulled from his vocabulary that already exists. Yes. So you can certainly, like, force a new word into his vocabulary. That is true. Like, if you want him to be flying there going lightning, lightning, lightning. Lightning. I think lightning, I think it's fair to say he's learned. He can learn that word by now. We were saying it, it was a topic of conversation. Over and over and over yeah. and over again. He's, a, he's more cunning now than he was He before. is more cunning than he was before. So yes, uh, I think I can do that. If you'd like me to make a survival check, I can do that. I think we can say that this fits within Mate's ability set, that you don't need survival checks to have Mate deliver messages. Okay. I don't wish to abuse this. Well, Mate's verbal messages are limited to one or two words, yes. so it's a very short telegraph. We are saying, like, you are capable of jotting down a quick thing on any scrap that you have. So. Uh, yes, so Trick will do that. And so part of the cool check is like, my bird's not with me right now. Okay. Which Trick is conscious of, most other people are probably not paying attention well, to. Well, you had a bird? <laughs> I will charge you a story point. I think that's fair. Because you are not with all your gear that has like the writing stuff. Actually, I do carry the writing kit. I have been carrying it, and okay. I, I've got the encumbrance listed. Okay. If you still have the encumbrance for carrying it, and it's not just on the saddlebag, then... Nope. I am carrying it. You don't need to spend a story point, then. Okay. 
I didn't think I would ever have you benefit from that kit, but there you go. I appreciate that you always carry it on you, too, in case I need it. Trick has a space, so he carries it. Okay. So then the writing kit does have the fine paper that's lighter, so you might be able to get away with a little bit. Well, it's just a super short message, yeah. so maybe you can carry that. Scribble off and Nate flies away. Yes. Okay. Do I understand properly that Woses are ambushing Shadow Mages at the caravan tomorrow? Woses and at least one elf. Okay. I think if we have a chance to privately discuss, yeah. which I have a plan for. Okay. Then what I would like to do is I would like to jump to whatever private discussion Hepa and Trick need to have. Yep. And then we will not deal with the caravan attack until next week. I think that makes sense. So please Elfie confer with each other at this so point. So it's that the humans can't keep up on the Elvish road that we're clearly on. We just march ahead and they constantly can't keep up. So we're constantly having to wait for them. So we can have a quick private conversation. And like, Trick will look around quickly. And then Hippo will be like, I think they're releasing necromantic magic every time you do the thing. I was going to say the same thing. I, you know. I just talked to Demeth Dengolin. He yanked me out of the way. He's pretty sure they're definitely doing what they're doing. is It's what's disturbing the undead. It's not good. They're going to move against the humans when they try to ambush the caravan. The Wozes are? The Wozes are going to move against the Shadow Mages. When the Shadow Mages try to attack the caravan, I'm going to help Demeth Dengolin. Because so I screwed this up. I told him where the Book of Riss was. This is on me. I was meddling in things I didn't understand. I don't think the Book of Riss is the only reason why they're able to do what they're doing. No, but it's one reason. They don't need to be having that. It was in a nice, safe place where almost no one was reading it. Except for Ketchin and Hella. But I'm going to help the Wolves. Okay, so we're going to help the Wolves. You don't have to. I don't want to force you into that situation. Did they request our help? They did request help. But I, I, I can be the one that's giving that out okay. if you don't want to. They're roses. They are roses. I mean, Demoth gave me some of his seeds to give to Rumpeldumpter. He's trusting us as those with short legs. My theory is that they're actually polluting fey energy. I wanted to talk to the roses to see if it's actually something that they're feeling. I mean, they've told us, like, don't you feel it? I mean, like, if it's dangerous for them. I feel like they wouldn't be concerned if it wasn't dangerous for something. That's a good point. Hep only needs a little bit of a reason to <laughs> do things, right? So, they're gonna move to the edge of the forest, and when the shadow mages step out to attack the caravan, which is tomorrow at sunrise, we help them. We worked, and I'm sending, I sent a message to the beard that they're going to be attacked then, so we can work together. And hopefully we can turn them out and then that should be enough to easily push out the rest of the Society of Shadow. Was well, not my intention to kick them out of the forest here, but if they're if they're doing these kind of necromantic touched experiments, they're, uh, they're ruining. I think forbidden magic probably should stay forbidden. That's <laughs> <laughs> this big realization. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it was forbidden for a good reason, and everyone just forgot the reason, or we didn't know exactly. I don't even want to think about what the the regular mages are doing. <laughs> At least not this. Nothing the Wozes are complaining about yet. So that's as much plan as I have right now. So maybe the question is if we want to get out of this so they didn't know it was us? I don't care if the Society of Shadow knows it was us, frankly. I'll only put it this way. If they get attacked by trees from their perspective, the Wozes, they're going to blame the elves. <laughs> 
Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> if we went to a mine and were attacked by rock, you might blame the dwarves. I'm not necessarily concerned about burning bridges, but if there's more we need to do, if they know that we were involved, then we may not be able to... Yeah. Or maybe we just do it more carefully. If we can be careful, that's great. I don't want to restrict. But if we have to be seen, we have to be seen. I think stealthy approach is good, because they do have lightning, and that's gonna hurt. I don't think we have any tools. It's gonna pollute the fey magic more. Well... The caravan raid is not just hurting the caravan now. That's true. Well, I guess... I guess Ganon was looking for us to have some sort of a take some side in this, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, he wanted us to take his side. Probably because he didn't think they were quite well equipped enough. But I bet he thinks he can still take the caravan anyway. Do you think that they would care if they knew what they were doing? No, I don't think they would see it as a problem. So telling them wouldn't matter. I, I, I don't think they would understand without a lot of... Look, we've grown up in the forest. We at least have a little bit better understanding. Plus, I don't think they're going to trust a Woz's word, let alone ours. I suppose it would be trying, like trying to explain to a sapling. Yeah. Like, can you explain to a tree that is growing its roots into a rock that it will break the rock? I guess we got what we came for. Well, we'll just need to make sure to roll back in through their, what's left of their encampment quickly. I got a lot of information, so I can take the okay. notes to Daddy, That's but... Good. Get some of those cheeses back, maybe. Good thing you still have your half of ham. I know. Now, now Hep was thinking about if there's some way to limit magic, forbidden magic, by, like, if you could stop mages I, I by did. hindering the effect that they can't do the necromantic part. She's lost in thought, like, like dapper ink cap. I don't know. Like, if you somehow set up some sort of pool cover over your fey energy. I guess that's the question, is there a way to protect or clean it, but is there a theoretical way that gives elves a way to control whether or not human can access the magic by... That sounds like a really long-term research project. By stopping the necromantic effects. And you're going to have to have some humans to experiment on. And I don't think they're going to take kindly to that. Well, I think Hepa can just theorize if that's a thing. Yeah, that's certainly something for her to think over. Like, is it just a byproduct or is it a necessary byproduct? Yes. Is the pollution required for the necromancy to work, or is it just a thing that happens? We want clean skeletons. <laughs> Give me green ghosts. <laughs> or magic to work. Yeah. Like, if you can stop the necromantic effect, can they not do magic? That was the other question. Yeah, if the Ethereum is in fact the same thing as the pool of fey energy, and yeah. you can protect the pool of fey energy, would that stop human magic? Unknown. Life force. Cutting off humans from magic is so far above my station. That's not. Well, just I'll just suggest it to Fenowin and she'll like. Oh, I'm sure she'd be on board. <laughs> I have a concept that I don't know if Trick would even think of at this point in time. Okay. But I will mention it, which is how does your magic interfere with these things? Trick has no idea. Trick's I understand he has no idea, but does it even does occur ponder? to him to wonder in light of this conversation? He definitely does wonder. I mean, Hepa can put that in your head, too. Like, I think can that's you fair. sense it through your magic? Because you you were kind of like, I don't know if I do magic, but Hepa's sure you do magic. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't feel like I'm, it doesn't feel like I'm directing any energy other than the energy of the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the energy of the people is what you feel. The same thing that you get a rush from when they all come. Yeah. Oh, I hate to say it. 
I don't think it comes from anywhere other than it comes from the very people who are engaged. But does it pollute? Does it pollute? I think it depends what you do. You have to, like, tell a bunch of jokes around woes and be like, eh? Eh? <laughs> I wonder if a woes could tell. Maybe. All right. Do you, um, think, what, do you think what I do, because I think we did reach the point where Trick accepted it was some kind of magic. Because you could feel, you are a magical creature. Yes. You could feel when she did her out-of-control casting. I don't, do you think? And Glimmer indicated that they think it's magic of it's some sort. so different. And it's also like, it's a lot more subtle. And then another issue is, how does runic magic interact with all these things? Mm, yeah. Runic magic is just batteries. We already pre-polluted. Create this crystal. <laughs> that all is something that I'll have, we'll have to figure out later. Or maybe that crystal is just a nice filter. It all comes out clean when it goes through the crystal. The best I can say is people contribute to that pool. So it's all local. But I don't know. And I don't know a way to... They said, try now with a woes. That almost scares Trick, because like, they are inherently magical creatures. But that'd be something. You know what? I'll try it when we do our ambush. <laughs> like, the woes move slowly, but they can move faster. Oh, you'll like enhance I'll augment them, rather than like trying to tell a joke and trick a woes. Yeah. There may be too much pollution already for them to be able to tell if it's very small, but I mean. Well, but if I do it on them directly, you'd be right, maybe. It'd be worth a try. Either way, it's, I think it's a good idea. It does occur to me that if you are willing to wait, I'm not saying we can't ask the Wozes, but that Woes implied that if I had just learned, if we learned more, somebody in the village might be able to tell you whether or not they sense anything happening from the magic you're doing. Or yeah. maybe eventually Hepa, or Hepa can sit in on a class and learn. <laughs> I mean, I suspect it doesn't because I feel like it's probably doing something completely different, but... The runes is a good question, but I don't, I'm, for Hepa, seems like it's more of a thing on people rather than on, I don't know. The idea that it is pulling from just a local puddle as opposed to from the deep reservoir, that's a, a reasonable thing. That the current working theory of bardic magic. Is it splashing in puddles? Yes. Entertaining to children. <laughs> splash, splash. <laughs> okay, so... We're going to start next time ambush. with the ambush, yep. and we'll have various things in play to like say how well the overall forces are going. Like We'll do another kind of mass combat, but focus in on your components of it. We may do it like a series of skill checks, kind of like we did the defense of your forest. You don't think it will necessarily be a combat? I'm not sure. Okay. It kind of depends on like who you decide to stab in the back is the thing. Like Because it sounds like you guys are manipulating forces... But I would you say gonna... Trick is 100%. He's going to be shooting some arrows at people. Okay. Uh, he was pondering that when, like, oh, what if we have to help them attack a caravan? Like, uh, do I try to get some other arrows? But Trick is probably going to have to shoot Gain. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we can still use the roads, though. Yes. And we didn't successfully show them how to. <laughs> but, you know, that worked out. Yeah. There may be some physical things we can set up. You don't have the liberty to prepare the ground. Unless you sneak away from their camp. Right. Yeah, if it might even be possible that like the Woses plus Hepa managed to divide the group of Shadow Mages. And so it's like, oh, it's us and Ganon and his cohort. Right. And the rest of the group is somewhat divided. And that would be the way to run a traditional combat, but I'm not saying we have to do that. Okay. I mean, that's similar to how we did things at the ferry. Yes. Divide and conquer, we're good at that. We were just using the landscape, but this... Time we're in the forest. Look, you control the landscape. Yeah. You merely adopted the woods. <laughs> Born into it. 
All right. I will give you 15 XP. Oof. You engaged with Wozes, you engaged with Shadow Mages, and you came down on a moral side. Engaged with our own motivations. Been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.